Live tab. Welcome back to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. This is Yang Pratt, and I am thrilled to have you with us today. Our guest today is Robbie Walker, a native of Idaho. Robbie has been involved in a multitude of performing arts, including dance, music, acting, musical theater, and choir. Upon graduating from high school, Robbie served a two-year mission in Finland for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One month prior to returning home, he received an email from his dance school directors offering for him to take over the school. On a whim and a prayer, he agreed. Over the last 10 years, Robbie, along with his extremely supportive and talented wife, have expanded the studio from offering one style of dance with just over 20 students to now serving more than 250 dancers and now offer more than 10 different dance styles and musical instruments. Robbie and his staff Strive to create a culture at Idaho Rhythm School of Music and Dance where in addition to learning proper dance technique and musical scales, students build confidence and commitment within their experience which can translate into life lessons benefiting them for years to come. He and his wife Kara have four beautiful children ranging in age from three months to seven years. They are a blessing that create real purpose, joy, and sometimes pain of life. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Thanks, Young, for inviting me. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about your journey into the arts and how the arts has shaped who you've become and what you've been able to do. Great. Well, uh, I started... I guess it goes back to when I, I was seven years old, and um, and I suppose even before that, my mom has always been uh, the type of person to make a make a production of things. <laughs> Dramatic is another way of saying it, but um, that's kind of how we were raised in general. Um, but uh, as far as being on stage and, and performing, I can remember even as young as five years old, we'd do little lip-syncing contests over at the for church and uh, doing things with my, my siblings, but as far as like in the dance arena, I got started in the dance arena um, when I was seven, and we had visited a, um, a a babysitter had invited us to go to a performance uh, that she was involved in, and my sister saw it and caught fire of what was going on and loved it, and so she started taking lessons, and I was just the annoying little brother that would tag along and mimic what she did, and um I was a baseball star at the time, and on my way to the to the majors, I think. Um, but mom had different plans for me when she saw that I was um, that, that I had somewhat of a gift there. So she put me in lessons right along with my sister, and I went kicking and screaming for the first year, and then then I kind of fell into it from there. So uh, I think the initial initial reason I fell into it wasn't for the love of the yard itself, but because I was surrounded by girls, so that was helpful for me. <laughs> um, getting dates later on, but but then but then the art caught hold too. <laughs> and and I love that your mom was really such a big influence in seeing what you were interested in and sort of offering you the opportunity to be involved in dance in particular. I know in our area we live in a very small town, so we have very few boys who come and enjoy classes, other than our karate classes, which are filled with boys. 
When you talk to parents and they bring boys to you, what is some extra bit of encouragement that you would tell them about having boys involved in the arts? Yeah, so we we don't have a huge number of boys, but the boys we do have, we, we cherish them because um, because I feel like it, um, it it adds a lot to their growth and their development um, as people, and, and I know it has for me too, and um, there's a stigma about dancing and boys and that it's not manly and, and whatnot, but, um, but it's certainly served a great purpose in my life in, in various aspects. And so what I what I initially do is I, I like to talk to dad so dad knows that I'm a real person and, and, and I share with him some of the like you know, some of the mm, the real life experience that a boy can get from dancing, some of the agility aspects that can that can supplement what his sports training can do for him. Uh, and also it's a it's a social builder too. Um, that I, I don't feel like uh, other sports can accommodate as much because it's all, you know, hitting pads or whatever. But uh, within the dance world, I feel like there's a lot of uh, a social aspect and a, a social graces that you can learn um, that um, that we've used here. So in that, in that aspect, I feel like the boys get that. And those are great lessons to be learned. The agility, I know that's a huge one not as much time in their sports arenas are they spending time on working on agility. It's just the drills to actually play the game versus some of the behind-the-scenes things like the agility that needs to be taken into account. And, and there's also the, the flexibility and, and strength and endurance that, that also comes along with what their dance training gives that, that really supplements and supports what they're doing elsewhere, but it, but not to take away from the fact that they, they might be involved in the arts for for their life, and that's not a that's a that's a great experience, and that's a great thing as well um, as a standalone item, not just as a supplementary program for something else that they're involved in, but it certainly can be. And this is a great segue to the next question, which really goes back to you know what has been the most valuable lesson that you've learned with your involvement in the arts. Hmm. So uh, there's been so many, um, but I but I've been involved not just in in dance, but I've also been involved in drama. I've been involved in debate and in speech events. Uh, in high school, I was on the debate team, and um, and I've been in choir, and I've I've done quite a few different things involved in the arts, community theater, um, all kinds. I've directed plays, and anyway, been in several different areas of the arts. And the biggest thing that, or the most important thing, I think I've learned is is um, a song actually that I'm teaching one of my dances is Go Big or Go Home. The bigger you are, uh, and if it feels uncomfortable, it's probably the right way to do it. Um, to stretch yourself and to put yourself out there and take risks. Um, that's probably, that's one of the most important things I think that I have learned. The crazier it feels, the better it looks. That's such a valuable lesson because I feel like sometimes in schools, kids don't learn about going big or going home. Going big is huge for kids and really allows them to not only express themselves, but really to understand what they have to offer the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that completely. I think that you know we as people are we're not created to be small. We are created to be great. And as we find those avenues and those gifts and those talents that we've been blessed with and we've been given, that um, that it, we do ourselves a disservice and we do we do um, those around us a disservice by not shining that light and giving giving uh, giving that gift to others. 
Yeah, and I love that. You just said, we were created to be great, and I could not agree with you more. That's such an important lesson that I think every kid and every adult really needs to embrace. Yep, absolutely. You know, you have kids of your own, so you understand that as a child these days, there's so many activities for them to choose from, whether it's sports or coming to dance classes. Why is it so important for kids to participate in the arts in this day and age? Hmm, good question. Yeah, you're right. It is. They are pulled. They have, uh, in our area, uh, we, we live in a, in a fairly reasonable sized city, um, and there's a, a community recreation center, and they offer um, year-round swimming lessons, and they've got soccer, and they've got, um, um, they've, they've um, got football and basketball, and they've got all types of sports, and then there's intramural sports, and there's different um, organizations that run soccer camps and clubs and anyway all kinds of things but then there's also technology and I think it's wonderful that there's so many things to choose from um, what I think that the arts does and I think this goes back to what I was saying about the most one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned and also um, some of the things I've learned from my background is that when you get involved in the arts specifically something where you can get on the stage and put yourself out there you are um, you're stretching yourself in a very unique way. Whenever you stretch yourself in a very unique way like, like that, um, you grow and you develop and, and you become better um, when, you, uh, when you take that leap. Um, I, I've heard it put that um, people, more people are afraid of die, dying than they are of speaking in front of people or getting up on stage. And um, <laughs> um, to me, that, that's just telling that people need to stretch their horizons a little bit and, and Take a leap. This really goes back to what you were saying earlier, go big or go home. I know, you know, going back to the whole school setting and what that looks like today, I feel like there's this little box of what kids are told to become and what they can do and what they can accomplish. And usually it's not a very big picture. So for them to learn mm-hmm. to stretch themselves and that it's okay to make mistakes and that it's okay to be uncomfortable and in those moments are the times that we grow most. One of the big things that I know that we have in common is that we really believe in the confidence buildings building that the arts has to offer. How would you say that the arts build self-confidence? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, thanks for mentioning that. So I have, um, I, I mentioned, or I, um, I had a parent come in just the other day and I, and I always take informal polls with my families just to see how things are going and, and make sure that we are on target with, with our, um, our key performance areas that we focus in on and make sure we're doing well on at the studio. And so, so I asked her how her child's classes were going. Uh, and, and we teach music lessons and dance classes here. But, um, but she specifically was in a dance class, and she was explaining how, you know, my daughter... Uh, we thought this was going to be good for her, but we had no idea how tremendously good this was going to be for her. And she, she did spend the next 15 minutes talking about how um, their daughter, once she was in a, a setting where she felt comfortable, she would start to expand and be more friendly and outgoing. But if, but if she was in an uncomfortable situation, she clams up and she just doesn't do anything. Well, they thought the dance might help give her some more confidence, but... Um, in, in a few short months even, because they just started in September and, and here we are in February, she has gained, uh, she, they, she just said that her daughter is so much more outgoing, she's, uh, she's accomplishing more in school, um, she's, um, she's easier to make friends, it's 
very easy for her to make friends at this point, and it's because she has that innate talent that she knows she's good at something, and she's just in the in the beginning stages of, of learning what she's doing, but she's feeling confident about herself, and that's stretching out into every other area and aspect of her life, and it's making a huge difference. And that's not the first and only, that's not an isolated experience that I've heard. That's just the most recent, but I hear that often. Hearing those stories really is what inspires me to continue on and offer the opportunities that we do in our small town. And I know you mentioned just in that little bit there that the confidence that she has gained through coming to classes has transcended your studio and it has helped her in school, which is tremendous. Right. And we're, I, I'm a firm believer that we're here, uh, we're not here just to create, you know, um, professional musicians and professional dancers. In fact, I, I know that 99% of our dancers and students that come here aren't going to go on to college or be professionals, and, and some of them may start their own studios and more of them may teach. The vast majority will go on to, to do other things career-wise and, and be doctors and, and uh, accountants or, or family um Within their family, they'll, they'll have different roles that they fill, but the confidence that they learn through the arts will carry out with them throughout whatever they're doing. And I completely agree with that. I feel like sometimes it's the great secret of the arts that we ha- are holding on to, that what happens within our classrooms is so much more than coming to learn technique. Like you mentioned, this mom said she brought her daughter to come in to help her uh, to expand her opportunities and to learn to be better in situations where she was uncomfortable. But parents, I think, sometimes don't understand the full magnitude of what really is happening. It's that little bit of glimmer in the classroom that once we unleash that, I think magical things are bound to happen. Yep, yep. And if you have a great teacher who's facilitating those things, who is not just who sees beyond the pliés and the pointed toes, uh, they will they they can really facilitate that within the, the dancer so that they can teach those life lessons. And uh, that's something we emphasize here at the studio that the lessons that they learn inside the, r- the room when they're taking lessons, they can incorporate those same principles that they learn there, like the hard work, the dedication those types of things into their real-world experience, and and it will help them be successful regardless of what field or area they go into. Absolutely right. And I know sometimes as teachers, I think we, you know, we work really hard to form these, these individuals and shape them and hope they go on to these professional careers, which is always the goal, but it's almost as equally gratifying for them to go on and do something different but yet still see those lessons that they've learned in our classrooms come through in their work. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. For parents listening, if they're on the verge of wanting to maybe try out a dance class or a music lesson, what advice would you give them about finding a great place to go, whether it's a great school or finding a really great teacher that's going to help their child get to that next level? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, you know, some of the best questions that I've heard come from parents who are who ask things differently. They go, they get beyond the question of, well, how much is it? And um, well, that's pretty much that's pretty much where they stop. But they <laughs> they ask, you know, how much is it, or, or when do we perform, or, or little things like that. And they get more in depth into the questions um, to us as a studio, saying, you know, even beyond the credentials of the teacher, and just say, well, what are your what is your philosophy of, of teaching? What is your goal? What's your end goal with my child? 
if we were to be here for 10 years, what do you want to see out of them? What do you, what does your school's path follow? Um, I feel like that's very telling um, because you'll have some studios or some places or some teachers that really don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They're, they're just winging it. Um, but you'll have some studios and some places, some teachers who have that passion of building positive characteristics. And also, you know, obviously we're here to teach good dance classes too. So you want to have somebody who knows strong technique and knows those things, but, but, but anybody can learn those things, but it takes a special person also to, to incorporate, um, good characteristics and, and good mentoring. And I feel like that those things are where the investment comes screaming out is, is when you have somebody who's a positive mentor who, who benefits beyond, like I said, just learning how to learn the five positions of ballet. There's an article about a dad who, in the title, is something to the effect of why I don't pay for dance classes anymore. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it, I have seen that. And it's such a beautiful story because it really resonates and reflects everything that we've talked about today, how it's an investment. Getting, getting parents to understand that the investment is not financial, but the investment is in creating those skills and developing that character that can lead to greater things down the road. Absolutely. And I think that's a big key is, is seeing it, um, seeing it for what it really can be. Um, you can get involved in any dance class or any activity for that matter. And I would stretch this on into sports or anything where you can learn skills and, and whether you can learn how to shoot a basket or, or anything else. And, and that's, you, you, you can pay for that and you can find that pretty much anywhere. Um, but, uh, there are, there are activities and there are situations, teachers, and coaches out there that are are um, have those skill sets, but they also create the the long lasting um, impact that goes beyond the actual sport of the art itself. And um, and so my my biggest encouragement is to to look for those experiences because that's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck, as you, as they call it. And and as a dad with four kids. I know that every dollar needs to be stretched as much as it can. And if I'm, you know, if it's a difference of 10 or $15, but my child is getting a lot more out of their experience um, from Studio A or Studio B, um, I'm definitely going to go with the one that offers the more value. Um, and, and looking long-term, I can see that I'm going to get an investment or a return on, on that investment um, for, from my kids and seeing them develop and seeing them grow. And that's such such an important lesson for parents because I think parents, like kids, are being pulled in lots of different directions where there's lots of choices. So when I'm talking to parents, the one thing I tell them is, you know, the one question I ask them is that, is your child a better person for having participated with that studio or whatever activity that is? And if the answer is yes, then it's definitely a win. If the answer is no and they come out maybe going the opposite direction where they're learning some bad skills, then as a parent that needs to be, you know, a choice that we make. Yes, that needs to be addressed and corrected for sure. Before we wrap up our call today, I wanted to find out what is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they have more questions perhaps about getting boys involved in the arts or anything maybe about your philosophy of teaching. How can they best get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to, to visit with anybody about those things. Um, they can reach me via email, and, and my direct email is Robbie, that's R-O-B-B-I-E, 
at idahorhythm.com. That's the best way to reach me. Great. And you can visit our website also. Our studio website is idahorhythm.com. But um, as far as communicating directly to me, that's the best way. Excellent. And I will also make sure that in our show notes, there are some direct links to you so they can easily access you and, and ask any questions that they have. Wonderful. What is one final parting piece of advice you could tell parents? Yeah, um, well, I think to wrap it all up in a nutshell, I think that um, really take it, take the leap and just go for it. Um, I see that there, there is a lot of value. I'm hoping that throughout this call and, and throughout all of the, the, the calls that you have, Young, that you that um, the, the message is clear that there's, there's extreme value in, in getting involved in the arts, that it's not that it's not um, just about getting through the dance steps and learning choreography, but it's about um, about expanding vision and boosting confidence and giving kids a, uh, an opportunity to grow and develop into, into responsible human beings. And, and these are these are really excellent ways to do it. So my, my encouragement would just be to go for it. Take the leap. And that's excellent advice and, and very actionable. All right, listeners. So you've heard it from Robbie. You just need to go out there and go for it. Get your kids involved in the arts and then see what the arts has to offer for your child personally and help them create a bigger vision for their lives and grow into that leader and that creator that you know they were born to be. Thank you so much, Robbie. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and for sharing with our listeners today. Absolutely. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with a friend and leave us a review here on iTunes. Be sure to head over to artsmartparenting.com for free updates to help you raise a smarter kid through the arts. And if you're looking for more ways to propel your child's learning, join me each Wednesday for a free live webinar where you'll discover how your child learns best, how to supercharge learning, and the often hidden mismatch between teaching, testing, and your child. Sign up today at artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I'll be sharing tips and tricks to incorporate the arts into your already busy schedule and expert interviews with artists, educators, and entrepreneurs on how the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. Until next time, I'm Young Pratt, your partner in raising smart kids.